What did people in 1923 think that 2023 would be like? Well, Paul Ferry, a researcher and instructor at the University of Calgary, combed through old newspapers to find out. Some of the predictions are surprisingly accurate, like that the U.S. would have a population of around 300 million. Others are a little less so. Newspapers predicted cancer would be eradicated, life expectancy would be 300 years, and we'd all be wearing so-called kidney cozies to keep our kidneys warm on cold days. This is Pulse Check. I'm Megan Messerly. Two FDA advisory committees will meet in February to discuss whether to approve an over-the-counter version of the anti-overdose naloxone nasal spray. The drug is currently available only with a prescription, and an over-the-counter version is expected to make it more widely available, though public health experts warn it may not be enough to reduce opioid overdose deaths. A new research letter in JAMA found that medical cannabis use led to decreased consumption of both prescription and over-the-counter painkillers. Of the more than 1,600 chronic pain patients included in the analysis, 31% reported using cannabis to manage their pain, and more than half of those said cannabis allowed them to cut back on painkillers. And on Friday, the FDA approved its second Alzheimer's treatment in two years. Catherine Ellen Foley is here to tell me about the drug and its accelerated approval process. Hey, Catherine. Hey, Megan. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. So briefly, why is Lakembi a big deal? And what kind of evidence do we have that it works to treat Alzheimer's? So Lakembi is an Alzheimer's treatment that targets these specific proteins in the brain of patients called amyloid proteins. And amyloid is thought, not confirmed, but thought to be the cause of Alzheimer's disease. The two treatments we have now are both approved under this accelerated pathway, and they both reduce amyloid levels, which seem to slow the disease's progression over time. Unfortunately, we don't have anything that totally stops Alzheimer's disease or reverses the cognitive decline that people experience over time. But it's a pretty big deal that we now have a second candidate that does reduce these amyloid proteins and seems to slow the disease's progression, at least modestly based on some late-stage clinical trial. So ASI and Biogen, which are the companies that make Lakembi, asked the FDA to approve the drug based on two clinical trials. Normally you need three. And while FDA was deciding to use this accelerated pathway, which would require the companies to conduct a third clinical trial to show that the drug actually helps people, these two companies actually finished that third trial. They're like ahead of the game. And we saw those study results published last December. So what those study results showed is that, yes, it does appear that Lakembi moderately slows people's cognitive decline over time compared to a placebo. So it's not an end-all be-all. It's not going to reverse the disease, but it does look like the drug works to remove amyloid and, and modestly slows the progression of the disease, which disease advocates and patients have argued is invaluable time that they could get to spend with their families. Yeah, that's that's fascinating. What side effects and safety concerns have we seen out of those clinical trials? So Lakembi, like Adahelm, which is the other drug you may have heard of previously, is um, what we call a monoclonal antibody that targets these amyloid proteins. So it's an infusion. And what we've seen in these clinical trials is a lot of patients who will develop some injection site problems, but 
More concerningly, we've seen patients who develop um, what we call ARIA, which is amyloid-related imaging abnormalities. But essentially, that translates to either brain swelling or bleeding related to the removal of these amyloid proteins. And while exactly how ARIA works or forms isn't totally clear, and it can be, you know, sometimes symptomatic, essentially, it, it seems to be that when you take away some of these amyloid proteins that have made their way onto um, the blood vessels of people's brains, that can lead to either swelling of the brain or bleeding, which can be super dangerous if left unchecked. It could lead to strokes. Um, it could lead to all sorts of things. So while not a ton of people have experienced that, it's definitely a worrying side effect. This is especially important because after the phase three trial concluded, ASI and Biogen gave participants the option to continue taking Lakembi. So they know they're getting it. It's not randomized like the phase three trial, but patients who wanted the drug could get it. And since we've started those, we've seen three deaths, although it's not totally clear that it's related to Lakembi. Authors have published letters detailing at least one of these cases saying that it would be really unusual if these side effects weren't the cause of at least playing a role in these patients' deaths, if that makes sense. So, you know, it's not for certain that Lakembi has caused these deaths, but it's definitely something that we're paying attention to. My last big question for you, do we have any idea how much this is going to cost patients? Yes, it's not cheap. <laughs> it's it's not cheap. Um, so on Friday, ASI and Biogen said that they estimated that the drug would be worth 37000 in, in benefits to patients per year, but that they would only be charging 26500 per year per patient. The bad news is that right now this drug isn't covered by Medicare at all, and most patients receiving an Alzheimer's drug are going to be Medicare beneficiaries. Those who aren't Medicare beneficiaries, those who might have private insurance, it's unlikely that their insurance will cover it either because most insurance does what just follows CMS's guidance on this, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. The reason CMS is not going to cover this drug is because when Adahelm was approved, CMS said, you know, we just aren't totally sure that this clinically benefits patients. And given that the drug was granted accelerated approval, we're going to need to see a little more data. So we're only going to cover it for patients that are enrolled in a randomized clinical trial, like the confirmatory trial FDA also requires. So the problem here is that ASI is saying, well, we already finished our phase three trial. We're not going to do another one. So at the moment, even though you know patients should be able to start receiving this drug by January 23rd, they'll be paying out of pocket. Now, there are some groups, including the Alzheimer's Association, that have asked CMS to please, please reconsider their coverage of this drug. And, and CMS has said that it will, but we have no timeline on when that might happen. Thank you so much for taking the time to walk me through all of this today, Catherine. Of course. Thanks for having me. And that's our show. Our music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Annie Reese is our producer. Our healthcare team editors are Eli Reyes, Dan Goldberg, Barbara Van Tyne, Beth Belton, and Sean Zeller. Jenny Ahmed is the executive producer of audio at Politico. I'm Megan Messerly. 
Subscribe and follow Pulse Check for a new episode every day. And subscribe to our newsletters where you can read this reporting. Pulse, Future Pulse, and Prescription Pulse. Thanks for listening.